Yo, 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 good morning, Nashville. Good morning, Nashville. Peace to the city. Peace to the planet. If you guys have been paying attention to our uh, social media links between uh, Instagram and Facebook, the BMVT table is now on the road. And we, yeah. we've been on the road uh, for this episode. And uh, without further ado, my name is Jonathan Davis. I go by Junebug. My name is Leon Davis Jr. And I go by L Dog. And yeah, the BMVT table, the vent table has traveled this week in uh we're going to start this Monday morning out. We're in a new spot. We are in uh, Dayton, Ohio, and yeah. we're enjoying yeah. the, uh, everything that we've uh, enjoyed. Uh, we we, we enjoying what's going on this weekend. We're spending time with family, right. and the fact that right. we're spending time with family, that's always good because you should never take your family for granted. You should always be thankful for whatever family you have, even though we might be in some situations sometimes where we, won't, we don't want to be around our family, be bothered with our family, but right. never forget that you have family and, and don't let the anger fester. Always get back in contact with your family, man, because family yeah. is so important. Yeah, definitely. Um, like Pop said, man, uh, life is short at the end of the day, and uh, Nashville to you guys, we just wanted to again just just enlighten you guys on um, on our traveling, and again the BNVT uh, table has packed up the microphones and the soundboards, and we are in Dayton, Ohio, this morning, Nashville. And um, as I always say, Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? We want to thank uh, Tyrese Hobbs, uh, my good frat brother, man, last Monday that gave us a very, very solid introduction to the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage and a Black Man. That's the new season that we're in Nashville. So if this is your first time listening to us for this particular season, this is the new season, the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage and a Black Man. And we had Ty, uh, Ty Hobbs last week that gave us um, great insight, man, on not only just his relationship with his with his uh, girl, but um, he also touched on his uh, brand as well, um, the Covenant Apparel. Mm -hmm. So um, if you guys go back to that link, check that link out and uh, follow his various um, social media links, social media postings. Um, he pretty much gives a, a slogan saying that the light is yours yeah. and um, just a beautiful brand, man, by a very, very creative uh, young black man. And um, again, just a young black man that vented and um vented with transparency with the rawness that we appreciate and again to ty man we want to thank you and uh nashville again good morning to you guys it is uh monday morning uh we, we we're here again um dayton ohio is where we're at and we got another good episode for you guys coming up and uh pops if you want to touch on that but again nashville we want to thank you for listening and thank you for um for just tuning in with us again yeah we thank you for your listenership we thank you for your support we, our numbers are really doing good, but Nashville, yeah. we can't do it without you. Not only Nashville, but all of our other listeners that uh, support us around the country, around even around the world, because yeah, yeah. we do have a few international listeners Spain that have been, uh, that have been uh, consistent. Yeah. We got yeah. this one in Germany. They've been listening consistently. So yeah, yeah, we're just yeah. thankful for that, man, because we realize that we can't do this without your help and your support. But also, the thing that we're trying to do and what we're trying to put out there is the message that you always have other options 
but just check out someone else's opinion sometime and it might give you a different perspective on what you're dealing with. So right now, we're in this season of relationship and marriage. Yeah. So you might be in a relationship and it might not be going the way you want it or it might have some ups and downs. Well, hopefully these uh, these shows and these stories will give you a different perspective and a different outlook so that you can say, well, you know what? It might not be as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. It might yeah. give you just right. a different outlook and a different path to go in your relationships. Without further ado, Nashville, um, again, have you heard a black man vent today? Uh, we won't waste no time. We have our special guest that is here this morning yeah. again from Dayton, Ohio. We made sure that uh, we, we, we wanted to get to him in, in his area of comfort. Again, the black man vent to um, podcast or travel wherever you are. If you're in the backyard, we'll find you. If you up north, we'll find you. If you're down south, we'll find you. So uh, we are here. We're glad to, uh, again, grace you guys with another good episode. Uh, Pops? Yeah, uh, again, we're thankful for being here this morning. So without further ado, after this segment sponsorship break, yeah. we'll come back with our episode for the day in relationship and marriage. BMVT hits you again. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? This episode is season four, episode two, the body mass index of relationships and marriage in a black man right after our sponsorship break. And just like that, Nashville, just like that, we're back. We're back. Good morning to you guys again. Um, all the way from Dayton, Ohio, Nashville. We're in Dayton, Ohio this morning. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Got a very special guest coming on today's episode. This is, again, the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage in a Black Man. And um, Nashville, just to introduce to some and present to others, um, I don't even know where to start with uh with uh my cousin man in terms of just our relationship. I don't I don't really know um just just how to start because because we've talked about so much. We've um been through so much and he's he's given me so much um advice over the years of 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 not just just relationships but just life stuff, you know, just dealing with life, um, you know, just dealing with uh the growing pains of being a grown man and and, and just 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 everything that comes with getting older in life and um cj um has been a part of my life man uh, uh since since my life has begun and um again i always touch on um you know um in recent episodes i've touched on uh always wanting a big brother you know i'm, I'm a big brother to uh, my little brother joshua davis but um i never really just just truly uh, vented Nashville, if you will, to my parents about uh, me wanting a big brother, you know, and just and just always wishing I had that. And I can truly say, I know this sounds cliche from other episodes, but at, at, thank God that I have many bigger brothers that I can look up to, and he's just one of them. And uh, this makes it special because he's a part of my family. Um, um, blood is what we tied into, and he's my cousin. And um, not only my cousin, he's my big brother, he's my friend. And um, again, man, I just love him, and I'm glad that he is gracing us uh, on the Black Man Ventu podcast this morning with uh, how he's dealt with relationships. Again, we've had many, many talks that have been podcasts of their own, uh, believe it or not, Nashville. So just glad to have uh, my guy here, man, and um, I'm going to let Pops, Pops Man give his intake on um, CJ, man, and, uh, and we'll dive right into it. Yeah, yeah, Nashville. Uh, he's my nephew, of course, and a uh, nephew through marriage. And uh, 
I've grown to love you know, not saying grown to love him, but because we family, you it's automatic love for me. Right. And you know, right. even no matter what, but uh since I watched this young man grow up, he's always been a young man that's been purposeful. He right. had a purpose. I could see he had a purpose in his life, and he's always seemed like he had, he was driven by something. I don't know what that drive is. Maybe he'll talk about it today a little bit about what the drive is. He was always driven to seem like he wanted to like do his own thing, but right. he does his own thing in a legal way. You know, I like the legal stuff. I don't do the illegal. <laughs> illegal right. get us in trouble, man. I, I got too old to go to jail. But anyway, <laughs> but he always did it on the legal tip, man. That's what I really appreciated. And he's a very knowledgeable young man, and he's a very yeah. technical. Yeah. Technical, technically sound brother in what he does. As a matter of fact, his his career involves technology, so yep. he knows what he's doing. And I'm just appreciative also to have him on this morning. So without further ado, let's get into it, man. Introduce him. Yeah, man. Nashville. Without further ado, presenting to some, um, introducing to some, present to others. My big cousin, big brother, pops nephew, just I, just family. Mm-hmm. Carl Rogers Jr. Big dog. How you doing, man? Hey man, good morning, man. Um, glad to be here. Uh, glad to be fellowshipping with you guys, and just want to say, uh, starting off, I- I'm proud of y'all, both of y'all. So, Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, you know, and y'all family, but y'all y'all more than that to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I, one of the things is when you asked me to be here today, this morning, it was uh, it was an honor because yeah. uh, I know, you know, going through so many episodes that you all have and uplifting black men is something that we definitely need in mm-hmm. today's society. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so proud. And like I said, it's an honor uh, to be here this morning. Cool, man. Man, man. Thank you again, man. And um, it's just an honor to have you. Um, you know, we, we don't shortchange any of our guests and we try to make sure that we show them their recognition, man, and their gratitude because without them, it wouldn't be no us. And without right. God, it wouldn't be none of us. That's right. So with that being said, uh, Pops, man, let's dive into it, man. If you have uh, an icebreaker question, yeah. man, we can yeah. give to CJ, man, and we'll, we'll get us going. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Well, CJ, I just want to start it off, man. Uh, you know, we, um, again, not trying to put nobody on blast, not here to judge, just opinionated based podcast. So, man, in your opinion, what is the dating scene like now for a single black man trying to date in this scene, you know, in this, this age, man, that we living in? What is it like? Honestly, I wouldn't recommend it, man. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I would say this. Dating in 2021 Mm -hmm. is is scary Mm -hmm. uh, because you don't know what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And getting you, you know, putting yourself out there to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and to, you know, Mm -hmm. get involved with uh, someone is... um, it's scary. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. scary, yeah. and um, yeah. I, I I would say this. You know, I, I'm I'm happy that I'm in a relationship, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that um, I look at the bright side of things in regards to my relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And to be single now, dealing with your work, dealing with your mental health, mm-hmm. dealing with yeah. family. Yeah. Um, with the pandemic and everything mm-hmm. that's going on currently, um, I, I know it's rough meeting people, mm-hmm. you know, now is you're meeting people online yeah. and, you know, right. the whole facade of presenting yourself or having the, 
you know, the confidence of approaching someone mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. in real life now is, mm. is something that is is, is past tense. Um, mm. So now meeting someone now is meeting someone online yeah. and you never know what you're going to get mm. yeah. um, through that. Yeah. Um, so I would say if, if uh, as a single black man, you know, when I was single, um, it was hard. Uh, it's hard because you meet so many different people, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you want to be real about what you're mm-hmm. p- presenting yourself for. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's the, the major step, you know, in regards of uh, pursuing a relationship yeah. or pursuing anything yeah. uh, with someone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, man. It is basically you saying you you you're you're showing your true authentic self. Correct. And um in doing that, you know, naturally someone that's gonna come and gravitate to that, you 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 find more of a, a sense of peace with that because they see you for who you are, so to speak. And and I'm a firm believer, man, that, that anytime you're you're dating somebody, they they should date you for who you are and not for the potential of what mm. you could be, so to mm. speak. And yeah, and I was just sitting here thinking about that because it's been a while since I dated, but I'm sitting here thinking about that when you said the scary part. So in the dating scene, what makes it so scary? Is it scary because you want to be true and you want to be vulnerable in a situation, but it's scary because you feel like somebody's going to take advantage of you or take advantage of your feelings or whatever if you put yourself out? Is that the scary part? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly the point. Um, how I was raised, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be honest, have integrity, mm-hmm. and, you know, just being honest, treat women right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. nowadays, people look at that as... Uh, you know, people can take advantage of nice people or right. people right. who are generous or people who uh, actually care. Right. And um, that's the scary thing uh, about it. And then also, you never know who a person really is. I, I always say that um, it takes four seasons to really to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. Four consecutive seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, because people change through the, uh, through the seasons. So, of course, uh, in the winter, mm-hmm. people are more closed in. Um, yeah. Springtime, they right. start to open up. Summertime yeah. is anything can go. Yeah. Summertime, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> anything can go in summertime. And then in the fall, it's like we we search, you know, to try to find someone. It's, yeah. it's always yeah. the fall is the kind of what I would consider the. The love of the honeymoon season because yeah, 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 yeah. you spend more yeah. time indoors and yeah. you spend more yeah. time getting yeah. to know someone. Yeah. So I always would say, you know, if something, you know, if something's going to work mm-hmm. um, if you go through those seasons and um, you all can uh, more than enough, just to- more than just tolerate, but enjoy each other's company yeah. uh, within yeah. those seasons there. Man, just a quick question, man, to throw back at you. How was your dating life, man, early on through your adolescent years, man, going through high school and stuff like that? Did you did you did you get into that scene, man, at, at that age? And if you did, man, just how was that experience? To be honest, during my high school years, I wasn't looking to get involved with anybody mm. like long term serious. Mm. You know, I was discovering myself. Right. So I had to find out what I liked, what I didn't like, mm-hmm. and then what 
um, you know, what I wanted my future to go, you know, to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so in high school, it was, you know, you, you like a girl and you wanted to do whatever you want you do whatever you could to impress them. Right. Um, right. So my mind in regards to relationships back then mm-hmm. wasn't of anything of any significance. Um, it was just, you know, uh, I wouldn't call it a time waster, but it was just uh, something to pass time with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can go with that. Yeah, man. Yeah. So even in those times when you were in high school and you said, like, you weren't really deep off into it, but once you got older and you started kind of getting more serious about relationships with, with girls and whatever, did you, what was your model? What was your model? What did, what did you pattern yourself after in the, in the in your search for a, a woman? Uh, I had to find out what I truly wanted, not what everyone would want for me. Okay. Um, okay. And the model of you know of what I wanted was to, for one to make sure that. Uh, regardless of what happens, uh, my core values would never be compromised. Mm-hmm. So for what I was looking for in a young lady and, you know, what I was looking for in a relationship myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that never should have wavered. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I got older, I had to do a lot of unlearning mm-hmm. and I had to do a lot of maturing. And, you know, even right now. Um, there's a lot that I'm learning uh, yeah. about my partner and a lot of uh, I'm learning about myself and, right. you know, having to apply that into real time, right. Um, right. you know, to uh, get things together. Because, you know, relationships, how I view them, they they're ever growing. Yeah. It's something yeah. that you, you think you have it figured out. It's not. <laughs> uh, it's one of those things that uh, when you cherish someone. Um, and you love them. Uh, you continue to grow, and you continue to, uh, you know, put forth effort. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. effort is one of the things that people may sway by. Um, they think yeah. that, uh, you know, you're in a relationship, you're stuck, you're good. Um, it's something that you always work on. And um, yeah. I, I notice uh, from you, Unc, uh, uh, you and my uh, aunt. You know, moving forward in y'all marriage was kind of a uh, it was a it was a great thing to see mm-hmm. um, because, you know, um, being an African-American, uh, your parents never stick. You know, they, they don't stick around together mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the likelihood of that, I think the percentage was uh, less than 30 mm-hmm. percent. And um, seeing you all. um it was something like, oh, man, I want what they have. Yeah, I, I want what yeah. my grandparents have. Right, right, I want what, you right. know, successful relationships look like. And right, that was the right. that was the whole model of it. And I was like, OK, how do I get to that point? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, having to find someone to grow with, somehow having to find someone to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it took a lot. Yeah. Uh, it took a yeah. took a long time for me to really understand what I wanted, yeah. and um, you know, finding um, someone that I wanted to build with. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're essentially looking 
for these different models, not necessarily looking for these models, but you see these models and even like you just said with my uh, mom and pops, you see their relationship and you see just kind of how um, they've uh, grown, so to speak. Naturally, just general question. What do black men, what are the obstacles that we face in relationships? Like, like naturally you and your partner, for example, you may have had a rough day at work. And, you know, you get home and naturally she wants to show affection. She may want to cuddle or she may want to talk or she may want to, you know, be up under you. But you just like, you know, baby, I done had a long day or not even just the work aspect. But when you're looking at the model of other successful marriages, what is it that black men tend to stumble over obstacles that we have to go around or go through while we're in these relationships, looking at those those different models and stuff? One thing I think us as black men, we need to just stop and listen. Mm. Stop and listen. Mm. And sometimes it may be a little bit hard for us to uh, not be what they call controlling of every aspect of the relationship. Sometimes yeah. you have Charles to, yeah. yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to just, uh, you know, in a term, be submissive to your partner right. in regards of right. um, you know what they need mm-hmm. um, and you know funny funny thing is you mentioned you know getting off work mm-hmm. um, I work from home so mm-hmm. there's not a separation between work and home really for me yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's a whole nother conversation yeah. however yeah. Uh, but when I get off work and then my girlfriend gets home from work mm-hmm. uh, and of course she wants to be all up under me and right. and the, you know as a man we're like hey you know I just need 10 minutes to myself <laughs> <laughs> those 10 minutes yeah. is yeah. value is yeah. so valuable yeah. but yeah. But you, but you don't. One thing is you don't realize is your, you know, your spouse, your your girlfriend, your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks forward to that. Yeah. As soon as yeah. she gets home, yeah. Yeah. you know, she's, you know, that's probably the the main thing that when she's at work and she's thinking about you and she's yeah. going through whatever her profession is. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that she's looking forward to mm-hmm. because. She knows that, hey, I have someone to go home to. Yeah. I have someone yeah. that I can count on. I have someone um, that uh, will uh, be able to understand me, yeah. um, right. you know, moving right. forward. Right. And, you know, I had to learn that. Um, that was one of those things where early on in earlier relationships where I didn't understand that the communication aspect mm-hmm. of uh, spending time of you know uh, reevaluating your day mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. being able to talk things through mm-hmm. uh will help you grow you know together even even if you got everything all figured out to say or mm-hmm. if you you're in a marriage mm-hmm. um those little bitty things that if they happen that a little bit of time that you spend with your spouse mm-hmm. is so valuable yeah. and i'm now learning that Hey, whatever I have going on, it can wait. Mm-hmm. I, let me get this mm-hmm. out of the way first, mm-hmm. and then you know I'll have my quote unquote ten minutes <laughs> yeah, to myself. Right, right, right. Um, you know yeah. to uh, you know to self evaluate and and to kind of clear your mind through yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. But we need them ten minutes though. 
Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Hey man, I was just sitting there listening. I was thinking about this survey I saw one time, man. And uh it really helped me to a certain extent with some some of the things in my marriage. But I remember a guy said this, women are emotional, men are analytical. And a lot of men, unless you're a talkative brother, like me and my son probably don't have that issue. But if you're a talkative brother, you might not have that issue. But it's in most men, they did a survey. Most men speak about anywhere from three to 5,000 words a day. But they said the average woman probably go anywhere from seven to 10. So they saying when you get in contact with your spouse or your lady, you might not be in talk. You done talked out. I done ran out of my 5,000 words. <laughs> Guess what? They ain't got theirs out yet. They got some words, man. And sometimes, you, like you said, the communi- communication thing is big because it's more of a comfort level for them than it is for us. But, you know, but it's a thing that we probably need, too. Sometimes we don't even need, we don't even know we need it. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes, man, it's a thing where they just need to get. They Basically, what we doing here on this podcast, they need to vent. And they don't have avenues to vent. So then when we get home, we want our 10 minutes, but they want to vent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that. And that's one of the things that I've, like I said, I learned through the years. Mm -hmm. And I learned, you know, I indirectly learned from other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, I talk to other people in relationships and I observe people in relationships and marriages. And, you know, you start to pick up on things because... Um, mm. It's so important, you know, that we share this information right. Um, right. because, you know, I don't want to talk about like a history lesson of uh, black men. But, uh, you know, throughout history, you know, we have to be, you know, uh, we have to be here for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really haven't. And mm-hmm. due to societal uh, constructs of mm-hmm. Uh, we go back into slavery of separating families. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is like the, mm-hmm. you know, we, we kind of accept that mm-hmm. and we shouldn't. We need to go ahead and uh, mm-hmm. abolish that thinking of uh, men not you know, not need to talk or work together mm-hmm. uh, to go things because mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, the yeah. cliche of taking a village is, is, is True. very, yeah. very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it sounds great, but. Is it's even better when it's applied. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, a yeah. lot of times that a lot of black men are very independent mm-hmm. um, of each other, of mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure things out yourself. Mm-hmm. But um, just the fact that, you know, we're having this conversation today, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy um, that, you know, you get to share this information. Mm-hmm. I get to learn something yeah. Um, yeah. because it's important. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm just, you know, thankful um, that I have this uh, outlet with you all today, this morning, yeah. Um, yeah. to speak on, you know, a few things and relationships and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Man, um, if, if all this fails, man, um, again, Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? We got the body mass index of relationships and marriage and a black man with Carl Rogers Jr., my good uh, big brother, good cousin, and um, to Pops, um, good nephew. And um, again, Nashville, we want to thank you for tuning in. Stay with us as we get into our segment break. And right after the segment break, we're coming to you with a little bit more content from the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. Nashville, have you heard a Black Man Vent today? Stay tuned.
Good morning to you, Nashville again. Good morning to you guys. This is the Black Men Vent 2 podcast. Good morning. We're coming to you guys uh, with a quick segment break. Um, again, hope you guys have enjoyed the content thus far. This has been the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage in a Black Man with Carl Rogers Jr. And again, he's given us great content thus far in Nashville, and we hope that you guys stick with us uh, as we uh, go through our segment break now and uh, we come right back with more content. Again, Nashville, thank you guys for your support. Continue to like and share uh, throughout this week and throughout today of this episode. And um, real quick, Nashville, I don't want to hold you guys long because we definitely want to get back into the content for today, but I will present to you guys the BMVT health tip for today's episode. Just another segment that we wanted to revisit, um, a segment that we've brought on in other episodes. And today's BMVT health tip, Nashville will focus on prostate cancer. Prostate cancer in Nashville is something that African-American men um, deal with more often than than other men of other racial backgrounds and ethnicities. And um, definitely something that the Black Men Ventu podcast wanted to touch on this Monday morning, Nashville. Again, we want to thank you guys for joining us. And today's um, uh, today's again, today's segment, I'm going to come from. Um, Information straight from zerocancer.org. Nashville is zerocancer.org. So you can pull these facts up just as well as I'm sitting here reading <laughs> reading them to you now. Uh, but again, uh, zerocancer.org presents us 10 things that African-Americans should know about prostate cancer in Nashville. Listen up for this one. Uh, the first thing, uh, one of the facts, again, um, when we're talking about prostate cancer in black men, one in seven African-American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in their lifetime. The second fact, African-American men are 2.2 times likely as white men, excuse me, 2.2 times as likely as white men to die of prostate cancer. Moving on to number three. It is estimated that 29,750 African-American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer in 2021. Number four, African-American men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer more than U.S. men of any other race. There are 1.8 times more likely excuse me, they are 1.8 times more likely than white men to be diagnosed with prostate cancer during their lifetime. Number five, nearly 5,350 African-American men will die of prostate cancer in 2021. Number six, prostate cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in men. Number seven, nearly 97% of African-American men diagnosed with prostate cancer in its early stages are still alive five years after diagnosis. Number eight, more than 3.1 million men in the United States are living with prostate cancer. 
Number nine, exercising regularly, maintaining a healthy weight, and eating a heart-healthy diet can help reduce your risk of prostate cancer. In Nashville, number 10, again, the last thing that African-Americans should know about prostate cancer. If someone in your family has been diagnosed with prostate cancer, your risk increases. Make sure you talk to your doctor about your risk and learn about testing. Nashville, one thing that black men don't do is go to the doctor. And um, I just definitely want to, again, shine light and uh, um, just again, just just push, push, push these 10 facts because prostate cancer uh, has taken over um, our race, has taken over our culture. And one thing that we can do to defeat that Nashville is to to go to the doctor. Um, um, it's pretty much that simple to go to the doctor uh, when we're talking about prostate. Um, everybody doesn't like to get their prostate checked. You know, but the best bit of advice I can give to all black men out there, get you a woman doctor. Uh, We all know how the procedure goes. (laughs) Get you a woman doctor. But nonetheless, find someone uh, to my black men. Find someone, whether it is a male or female, find someone that will make sure that you're getting your prostate checked and getting it checked regularly. And um, make sure that you guys, again, take note of these 10 things to prevent those statistics from getting higher throughout our culture. Nashville, again, this has been the BMVT health tip of today. And we have been talking to you guys in today's segment break about prostate cancer in black men. That is all for the BMVT health tip. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? Let's get back into the content. And just like that, Nashville, just like that, we're back. We are back. Good morning to you guys again. If you're just not joining us, this is the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage in a Black Man with Carl Rogers Jr. Nashville, have you heard a black man vent today? We're going to switch up the conversation a little bit um, uh, from our prior um, uh, piece of content that we uh, uh, introduced you guys to and kind of get into context with CJ um, with every good part of relationships, there are bad parts in relationships and things that you go through, um, pros and cons, if you will, that help you to maturate in, in the next uh, relationship that you may get into. And uh, what I want to ask, uh, you know, CJ this morning is, uh, man, just simply put, what was your what when did you experience your first heartbreak? And when you did, um, if you would let our Nashville audience know, man, how did that essentially mold your mind into moving forward into other relationships that you would get into um, after that? Um, my first heartbreak was probably, I think I was 17 uh, when I experienced my first heartbreak. It changed a lot of how I went about moving around and mm-hmm. also what I wanted in a, in a particular relationship. Mm-hmm. Some things you kind of accept when you're in love mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. you know, you, when you, you get your heart broken, mm-hmm. 
you're you're a cold. You yeah. you know you yeah. you feel like you've been betrayed. Mm-hmm. And you know one thing was a lesson of saying, hey, this is something I'm never going to do again. Mm-hmm. This is something I'm never going to do again. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. you you create the list in your mind <laughs> yeah. of things you'll just yeah. never do again. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm, I learned from this. I'm never going to do this again. Mm-hmm. No woman will ever break me down yeah. again. Yeah. And then you get your second heartbreak. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and you go yeah. through the list again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But wow. I think mm-hmm. in every heartbreak has a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things that, you know, you never want anybody to go through. However, it's something that I think every man uh, needs to go through Mm -hmm. um, in order to mature and in order to morally find out more about yourself, Mm -hmm. Um, especially, you know, at a young age. Mm -hmm. Now, in today's society, um, I'm glad that mental health is Mm -hmm. being put on the forefront Mm -hmm. Um, of, you know, people's minds and you, you hear it more and more and it's being uh, talked about and it's, you know, open to share. But when I was growing up mm-hmm. and this is, you know, sharing my age, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, there was none of that talk of mental health or anything. It was mm-hmm. just you, you, you know, wipe it off, shrug it off, you know, mm-hmm. you'll yeah. find another yeah. young lady or yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, find yeah. someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. was not, yeah. you know, that's, you know, it's, it's not good advice. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. it's, it's the, it, it's just something to say, you know, to another, uh, to a man, you know, to help them get over, mm-hmm. um, a heartbreak. Right. Right. Um, the thing is now um, there's a lot of more resources and things that you can relate to. You can mm-hmm. talk to people. Mm-hmm. You can get uh, the stigma uh, stigmatization of um, having a counselor or a coach mm-hmm. is not looked up, uh, down upon. Us. Right. Right. Um, right. Now you can right. actually vent uh, to someone mm-hmm. other than a family member, mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's what's really important in today's society mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with that. But like I said, heartbreak is something that um, you wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah. like I said, it's, it's yeah. something that I'm glad that I've went through mm-hmm. a few times mm-hmm. uh, and it helped me uh, mold uh, myself uh, mm-hmm. to the person I am today. Man, I think that's big, man. I'm just sitting here thinking about my first heartbreak. And, man, I remember this young lady, man. Uh, she used to live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I lived in uh, in my little hometown, LaGrange, man. And I used to travel up to the city, young lady, man. A situation, circumstance I ran up on, man, kind of hurt me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, it's like a gut shot, man, like an unprepared gut shot, man. And like you said, I remember saying to myself, this ain't going to happen again, man, and, and, and I'm going to make sure it don't happen again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get with whatever I can get with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I took the negative approach, man, because I was like, no, you're not going to hurt me no more, and I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back on somebody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was my attitude. But like you said, and back then, it was one of them macho things where if you get hurt, man, you got to go out and get you some more girls. Well, like you said, yeah. but what's the mental 
aspect of that, man. And I'm glad now that you're right, that we do have those avenues now that people can get help. Because back when I was growing up, like you said, and you caught a little bit of it too, it was that mono, mono, macho thing. Girl hurt you, man. Oh, man, you a pimp, dog. Get on back out there. Nah, man, I'm hurt, dude. I feel like doing something. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it wasn't it wasn't looked upon. It was frowned upon. If you talking about, man, like you might cry or something. He weak. No, I ain't weak, dog. I just got hit with a gut shot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, I think that's real good now that we yeah. do have those avenues and those outlets. And if anybody's listening to this and you have been hurt, don't let nobody tell you you weak if you cry or whatever, man. Okay? Yeah. You got hurt, man. That's where you responded to it. But at the end of the day, you still a man. Pick yourself up and find you some help. You don't have to find some help from somebody, man. Get some help, man. Why? It's so funny, man. Both of y'all said it, and 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 the apple don't fall too far from the tree in Nashville. Because I, when I experienced my first heartbreak, I was like, "Yep, I'm finna go do it to somebody else." Yeah, that's it. I just exactly, feel like man. that's the right thing to do, even though it it wasn't the right thing to do. No, but just no. why do we? Why, CJ? Just asking you, man. Why do we as black men feel? that vengeful vessel mm-hmm. if you will as soon as we get cheated on or as soon as we get our first heartbreak why because i it was something that i seen on a instagram man that said that men cannot take out what they dish or men can't take what they dish mm-hmm. and that's very very true man when we talking about the infidelity thing man but why mm-hmm. is it that black men uh tend to take that vengeful route man and and essentially, man, do what was done to us. What what is it about us, man, or, or or the heartbreak thereof, man, that just challenges us so much, man, that we feel that we got to do that to another young lady? Man, the easiest way to decipher it all is hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, that's yeah, and yeah. you that's know true. that's true. Yeah. When I first heard it, you know, I was like, well, you know, let's take a deep dive into it. Yeah. We really don't know how to process um, our feelings. Pain, yeah. We, we don't, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. pain, feelings, yeah. emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, That's true. And a lot of it is just yeah. because we just haven't been taught. Yeah. And, you know, we're learning as we're going. Now, right. I will say this. Uh, black men in America today uh, is much better off in regards of being more in touch with their emotions, mm-hmm. being more in touch with their feelings and, you know, what they want to do mm-hmm. uh, in life. Mm-hmm. But the pain, you just don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So yeah. in within energy, yeah. I don't know if people actually study uh, different energy cords, but mm-hmm. passing off bad energy is a real thing. Yeah. And passing yeah. off really. bad energy... Yeah. To someone yeah. or being involved yeah. with someone with bad energy, yeah. um, sometimes you, 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 it's a it's a physical thing where you have to sometimes leave the room mm-hmm. or not communicate with someone with bad energy, right. um, because right. it's um, it's it's something that it can gravitate towards you. Mm-hmm. It can have you questioning yourself. Yeah. It can have yeah. you. Doing yeah. things that's completely out of character. Yeah. Um, so, um, like I said, that hurt people hurt people, and it's uh, it's not a, it's not a good thing. And that's one thing that uh, you know, if you've experienced heartbreak before, yeah. or if you experience someone that did you wrong, mm-hmm. uh, you have to know that um, it's one of the things that's part of life, and um, you will get through it. 
Yeah. Um, and if you feel that you can't get through it or if you need help, reach out. Yeah, um, there's several yes. resources. Yes. Um, there's several young brothers and uh, even young sisters that's going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, yeah. uh, I, I do want to say this is mm-hmm. uh, as black men, we need allies. Um, and uh, some of our sisters can be allies. Yeah. And yeah. the the thing is, with most of the time, we we feel that uh, we need someone that looks like us and talks like us to to understand us. But our sisters is the is our main allies. Like yeah. it's uh it's very important to have uh, women that you interact with. Um, that you can you can have as like a be, you know as a friend as someone mm-hmm. to talk to, mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. other you know train of thought mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. you may be missing out on, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I'm glad I have that um, yeah. in my life, and that's yeah. that's one of the things that helped me overcome um, you know of that mental anguish of being mad or being confused after a heartbreak or trying to pass off bad energy. So it's always getting that advice from uh, a sister, you know, that will, um, you know, let you know, Hey, if you, if you tripping, you know, Mm -hmm. if if you off track Mm -hmm. to help you get on track. And I think that's one of the most valuable things Mm -hmm. in, um, um, and a black man today is is actually having a sister mm-hmm. that someone that you can call a friend mm-hmm. um you know be there for you mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I, you know what that is important man to if you do or have the uh the blessing in your life of having a female friend like that that is valuable, man. And I'm talking about a female friend that ain't trying to get with you. Right. Because, you know, back in the day, I used to say that, and I, I was wrong when I said it. But I said, every female friend I got ain't going to be a friend because I'm trying to get with them. That used to be my thing. So, But but, I, but I, as I got older and I matured, man, I understood that. You ain't, you know, man, You there could be somebody that could be a valuable asset to your life. Yeah. And I got one right now, man. We real good friends, man. And matter of fact, she's good friends with my wife. So it take a level of trust for your from your spouse to even have a person like that in your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? To know and trust me that I'm not trying to get with her. She ain't trying to get with me. Or even if she is, she respects the relationship enough to know that I ain't going that route. And right. she's not, and she know I ain't trying to go that route with her. But if I'm asking you some information, I want to get your honest opinion because you are of that species. You a woman and I'm a man. And sometimes we don't get it when it comes to the other other species. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. (laughs) That comes all from trust and Mm -hmm. communication, you know, with your spouse. If you have uh, a a person in your life that you can call um, at any time, Mm -hmm. you know, a friend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said... From the outside, people will always think that, oh, well, maybe at one point that you like them or one point y'all have something going on. But I'm glad Mm -hmm. to have uh, female friends um, that are, you know, in your life that Mm -hmm. are supportive, Mm -hmm. um, that will tell you, you know, when you messing up or give you advice uh, or another outlook at a problem or situation that you may go Mm -hmm. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, the female side of it. Now, granted, I say I had that those type of females that I could uh, refer to. 
But this is one of my biggest females that I could refer to back in the day is my mama. Mm-hmm. And I could go to mama, man. She'll tell you, Negro, you wrong. You know what I'm saying? You just flat out wrong on that one. You, you won't be treating that girl like that. You won't be doing them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you need that, man. So has your mama been, you know, like that to you, man, where you could just come to mom? She'd be like, now, nah, I know what you're saying, son, and you my son, butter raw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, honestly, with my mom, I... I love her to death, but I, I can't tell her everything. Yeah. <laughs> this thing, you just can't tell your mom everything. Yeah, yeah. You give them just enough so they'll know the information. Yeah, yeah. But, All I right. mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I trust my aunt, <laughs> you know, with a lot of uh, information because I know, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I know it's safe. Yeah. And I know that um, she's going to give me the honest opinion yeah. regardless of what it is yeah. and it's yeah. it's a difference between motherly advice family advice mm. and you know someone who cares yeah. they all are very important they all mm. should be taken very seriously mm. Mm. um and it's up to, and if, you know it's ultimately up to you to choose which advice that you want to take or um you know or you know, t- you know, use your own advice, or mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. Um, a little bit from all of those mm-hmm. uh, different points of views right. and apply it to whatever uh, problem that you have. Right. Um, but right. Uh, I guess say for as for my mom, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's uh, you know, and I listen, and I will say I do listen to yeah. my mom and. and um, there's been plenty of times where she was right and I just mm-hmm. didn't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you don't want to ever admit that yeah. you, you know, she was right. <laughs> yeah. But, but I will yeah. say this, it's like I said, it's very important. I'm, and I'm glad that to have uh, women in your life that, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, that loves you enough to listen to you, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're going through something and someone you can, can turn to if you really need it. Advice mm-hmm. going forward. Definitely. Definitely, man. Man, rapid fire question, man. I'm going to throw back at you. Um, <coughs> what what makes your partner, your current partner, different than the previous ones? I can honestly say that she loves me for me, man. Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. probably the first time in my life that uh, it wasn't about anything that I do, mm-hmm. anything that I wear, anything mm-hmm. that I have. Mm-hmm. She enjoys my company. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I always say, hey, I'm like, look, I'm glad I can make you laugh because I don't know why you're here. <laughs> I always say, oh, I really don't know why you're here, but... I don't know, but yeah. uh, I'm glad yeah. I, I'm glad you're around. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one thing about Ron yeah. Girl that I'm I'm super glad that you know we connected mm-hmm. um, because there's an age gap there mm-hmm. uh, between me and my uh, girlfriend. And um, at first, I was a little concerned with it, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. I think how we connected on a level of respect. And we connected um, based on how our personalities are, because mm-hmm. um, we're different, but in a lot of lot of ways we are alike. Mm-hmm. And there's certain mm-hmm. things that uh, we genuinely dislike together, mm-hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> and there's certain things that mm-hmm. uh, we just naturally enjoy each other's company. Yeah. yeah. And that's one yeah. of the things that uh, that makes things so much different than any other relationship mm-hmm. that I've been a part of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, then, man, do you think she's the one? To think, I would say for today, um, we're still learning uh, mm-hmm. a lot about each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, moving forward, I definitely will want that uh, to happen. Like, you know, to take the next steps mm-hmm. and, you know, getting married and starting the family. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the goal. And I think that's uh, something that uh, will present itself in the future. Mm-hmm. Um I do believe in, you know, having someone specifically for you, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everyone on the surf, I believe they can connect with someone um, and, you know, move on to the next level Mm -hmm. um, in a relationship. Um, And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times where you look at relationships, you look at the good and the bad and then... Right. If the good is outweighing the bad, you're in a good, you're in a great situation. Yeah. So rather than good, yeah. I think nothing will ever be perfect. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're committed to keep working on uh, the relationship, working on the communication aspect, mm-hmm. and working on within each other, mm-hmm. um, loving each other, and making sure that you're supporting each other, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the the most valuable thing within that. Man, I got a, um, another spin-off question for you. Nashville, again, um, thank you guys for joining us this Monday morning. This is the Body Mass Index of Relationships and Marriage and a Black Man with Carl Rogers Jr. Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Vince today? We probably have a couple more questions for you uh, this morning, CJ, man, and we'll wrap up. But uh, one particular question that I wanted to ask you, general question in terms of black men and relationships, how important is the family dynamic between the two partners? And when you think about your family, when you think about your partner's family, those different comparisons, you may think about uh, uh, just things that her mom and dad may have taught her versus what your mom and dad may have taught you. Um, essentially, the, 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 that, that, that ordeal, if you will, how, how does that play a role, man, into the, the substance of, of, of a relationship, so to speak? Well, I've learned that everyone isn't raised the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from my background, of course, grandfather being a uh, a pastor of a church and mm-hmm. um, starting a church, um, everyone's background is completely different. So your foundation um, structure of integrity and respect mm-hmm. um, can be different from your partners. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned spending time with uh, my girlfriend's family is that you know family is very important to her, and you know it's important to me, and because I I feel that if people don't want to bring you around your family, then yeah. that's a red flag. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's a yeah. huge red flag. Yeah. If, that's a flaming red yeah. flag. Yeah, yeah. like you know, because no, and we understand that no family is perfect, right? And right, you know, right. no, you shouldn't be necessarily ashamed of family or anything like that. Right. 
But right. being if they're comfortable enough to have you around mm-hmm. and your their family is open enough to meeting you and mm-hmm. and fellowshipping with you mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. then you know, that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. you know, like I said, the the dynamic between the relationships um with our family is morally because we all have that foundation of, of family being regardless uh, is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, if you have disagreements, um, you don't see eye to eye, you still know that family comes first. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something that we have in common. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, actually helped our relationship and, and understanding uh, moving forward. Because a lot of times your family may... Have their best interests mm-hmm. for you in regards of who you're pursuing in a relationship or right. who you want to be involved with. Right. But you know, when you see it firsthand and you're involved with it mm-hmm. firsthand, no one can tell you anything else. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like I said, the love that you share, um, you know, because I, I was a little nervous uh, <laughs> having mm-hmm. you know my girlfriend. Uh, meet my family mm-hmm. and you know because I just don't let you know Everybody, random yeah, people meet yeah, my family yeah, because I hold yeah. them really close yeah, um, yeah, and I, I think they're, they're so important to me yeah. and that if I share you know my family with you mm-hmm. then that that says something yes. you know because yeah. um, yeah. there's I would say there's a few that I shouldn't have let them yeah, meet sir. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I will say this. I am glad that in my life right now that, you know, you all can, um, you know, fellowship and, you know, and have good times. And um, I'm glad that y'all was able to beat my girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend that we ex- just spent. And mm-hmm. like I said, it's, mm-hmm. and she's shy. She's a sweetheart. Um, and, you know, I was asking her last night, like, you Jeff on last night? She's like, yeah, I love your family. <laughs> so it was, you know, that, 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 awesome. that kept me uh, in, in good graces because, yeah. you know, she's normally not around a lot of people. Right, so, right. and mm-hmm. the fact that she enjoyed you all yeah. said, yeah. you know, hey, I'm doing yeah. the right thing. Cause, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. I love you all. And I, I really take uh, anything, you know, to heart for Definitely. y'all. So, Definitely. Definitely. Well, man, I'm going to throw this last one at you, man. And I ain't going to try to dip off into nothing that you don't want to talk about. But now when it comes down to you saying your grandfather, you know, uh, pastor of the church. So you know the moral standards for relationships from a biblical standards. Mm-hmm. And then you know how the world looks at a relationship. And you know where your relationship is right now. So how do you mesh that together in understanding that you, you're trying to reach a goal and, and you know you might not be where you want to be right now. So do you string them along with you or do you just try to let them see where you at and what you expect, and this is where we going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying, instead of, are you dragging them along, or are you, like, we doing this together? Like, I want you in my life. I'm trying to get you to where we want to be, but I don't want to drag you into something you don't want to be in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When me and my girlfriend first uh, started to really get to know each other, mm-hmm. um, 
one of the things that she told me was, hey, if I'm going to be with you, I'm going to be with you all the way. There ain't going to be no, uh, I'm going to be catching feelings for you and you take and run that, you know, because uh, she's a loyal person. And that's one thing of what we're talking about being single on this day and age. Loyalty, it does not come often in people. Those are values that is past tense because everyone's looking out for their own interests and their own self. So loyalty is something that is really big, and especially, uh, you know, as, as a man, when you get your heart broke, that's the one thing that you will look for is when I'm down and out or when I'm in the the... The goodness of graces. Um, You always want that person to be there. And we promised each other that, hey, regardless of what happens, that we're going to be here for each other. And then that um, we promise that we're always going to work towards uh, different goals and things that we have set for each other. So um, the one thing I will want to say is... uh, I think is is all about when you know, you'll know when you know. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. no one really can pinpoint it unless, uh, you know, they're involved in your inner circle mm-hmm. or they are, you know, actively want to be involved yeah. in your right. inner circle. Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, right. and, you know, through everything with how marriage is, it's within the Bible and living together, you know, in these modern times here, I think you can still apply principles of that, of, you know, growing with someone um, and getting an understanding of them and uh, moving into that next level um, in regards of a marriage, you know, of a man and woman. Um, I believe there, you know, that can happen. Um, and right now, where I'm at uh, in my life is uh, I'm in a great relationship and uh, we're still learning and uh, moving together. And the goal is marriage. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. The goal is marriage. Mm-hmm. One thing I just don't want to do is to rush into things uh, because yeah. I've seen so many examples of what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen so many examples of where people, I would think that, you know, things have happened where things moved a little bit too fast mm-hmm. um, and you don't either talk about things or correct things mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, that can go bad in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what I'm doing now is... Uh, Discovering myself, discovering our relationship, mm-hmm. and how it's growing, and I would say I'm I'm in a great position. Um, probably probably one of the best uh, positions in my life in regards to mental health. Um, you know, having a found, you know, having that good foundation of being in a great relationship yeah. with the person that you want to be with, yeah. um, not something that is. Um, you know, passing time. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of times people get in relationships and they don't know where they're going, mm-hmm. but they, they just don't want to be alone. And yeah. right now yeah. I am, 
I'm so thankful because I know how society is outside of if you were single trying to get involved with people or trying to get to know people. And um, like I said, I'm I'm in a great relationship right now. Um, Like I said, nothing's ever perfect in regards of how things go. Temptation is still always going to be out there. However, um, I can't say that uh, you know, if I was, it was five years ago, you told me I would be in this position. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. And I, I'm right. thankful uh, mm-hmm. because, like I said, uh, my girl values me as a person, yeah. not for what I can do for or what yeah. um, you know the look. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's all about. Um, you know, she's happy when I'm here. She's happy to spend time with me. Right. You know, and you know, that's one thing that I'm, I'm, um, you know, I can smile and say I'm happy about that. Well, one piece, one, one, yeah, 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 good answer, man. Uh, One piece of advice, man, I'm gonna share this with you because you must, you must can't folk. If it's real, don't waste time making it what it should be in God's eyes. Don't waste time on that because that's what I did. I wish, if I had one regret about my marriage, is I wish I'd have did it five years earlier. Mm. Yeah, I do. I wish I'd have did it five years earlier. And instead of all that time getting to where I thought I wanted to go, you know what I'm saying? Because I was raised in the church and I knew what God expected out of me in a relationship, I wasted a lot of time in that. But then once I finally jumped the broom, so to say, I'm like, man. And now I'm looking back on it. I wish I'd have done that five years earlier. Mm. Yeah, I wish I'd have done it. So with that being said, when you're in a relationship, if she's not enhancing you and you're not enhancing her, then we're in the wrong relationship. So it sounds like that's going on right now. So I'm going to share this with you. Don't wait. (laughs) Yeah, don't wait. With that being said, uh, Nashville, man, we want to thank you guys again for traveling on the road with us, getting in the backseat of the car as we, uh, (laughs) again, the uh, Black Man Ventu podcast this morning traveled all the way to Dayton, Ohio, 500 miles up north. We are here. Body mass index of relationships and marriage and a black man with Carl Rogers Jr. Uh, CJ, man, because do you have one more piece of advice, one more bit of advice that you want to give our Nashville audience, our national and international audience. Just one more bit of uh, last token advice, man, that you may want to give a black man about relationship. I would say about relationships, um, make sure you listen to your partner. Never be afraid of asking questions. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the littlest thing is, you know, a lot of women, especially black women, will you ask them what's wrong and they say nothing or they say, I'm fine. Yeah. Sometimes don't don't let that waver. Yeah. Don't don't let that waver. Yeah. You, you need to like yeah. I said, yeah. when we were talking about sometimes you need the ten minutes, you know, when yeah. they you say, yeah. Hey, I need ten minutes, yeah. sometimes you just need to yeah. stick around and ask more questions yeah. until yeah. they open up. Right. Because a lot of times Sometimes, you know, a lot of times they're, you know, they're scared to open up just like how you are. And, you know, we have that emotional analytical thing that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we, we look at. But a lot of times it's just they want to know that you're there for them. Yeah. And 
Yeah. That reassurance, yeah. sometimes it needs to be every day. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you need to let your partner know that, hey, I love you. I'm yeah. here for you. Yeah. And I support you. Yeah. And yeah. It, it should always be reciprocated. Right. And right. Um, right. as long as it's reciprocated, as long as you all two are working together to a, a common goal, mm-hmm. then... Yeah. You know, I think that's what a successful relationship, a successful relationship looks like. And um, and for advice for black men, there's always hope. Mm. Never give up. Yeah. There's always someone to talk to, always some person to reach out. Yeah. Um, we need to be here uh, for each other, yeah. um, regardless of what's going on in life because mm-hmm. life is so short mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I tell you I, I, I lost someone mm-hmm. to uh, suicide uh, about five years ago one of a close friend mm-hmm. and we were looking you know like I said just little little story is we were looking for him for a, a few months and uh, haven't got in touch and one of the things that I wish that uh, I was able to keep in contact with each other check on your friends you know mm-hmm. it's, it's so important and especially check on your strong friends mm-hmm. um, yeah. your strong friends are the people that are always you know that you can count on make sure that you reach out to them because mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. it's very important to know that you know every you know a man is supported yeah. Uh, yeah. you know yeah. because a man with nothing to lose is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. So, and as a black man in today's society, where things are they're they're, they're looking better, but we gotta get better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the only way we're gonna get better is we work together. Say that, man. Man, they did. Yeah. They, they, they did. They did it for me. That pops, man. Yeah. You want to want to close us out? Hey Nashville, I ain't got nothing else, but I can say I thank my kinfolk nephew for. Blessing us with his uh his uh take on relationships and marriage. And as I always say, until next week, it's a wrap. Black man, don't get trapped. Nashville again, we want to thank you guys for traveling with us. We're all the way in Dayton, Ohio this morning, this Monday morning. This is the Black Man Ventu Podcast, the body mass index of relationships and marriage in a black man with Carl Rogers Jr. Nashville. Have you heard a black man vent today? It is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can. And you came with what you can. We will see you next week on the Black Man Vent 2 podcast. Good morning.